The state of Hesse is home to Christina Henel, the newly named Walter Lübcke School, and Apfelwein. Three good reasons to do a Hessen special. Conrad reports on the end of another Nazi trial. Megan catches up with the cosmic mystery that is the continued existence of paragraph 219a. And they both drink fancy cider from a snazzy black can. Prost! It's time for another episode of Megan's Megacon. I'm Megan, and I'm here with Conrad Werner. Hello, Conrad. Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm apparently quite hungry. My tummy is rumbling. I hope no one can hear that, but... No. Now they'll be listening for it. <laughs> I can edit them out, the rumbles. Thanks. Probably. Constantly have to edit, edit, edit inappropriate bits of me. <laughs> 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 Anyway, we are doing a regional special of Megan's Megacan today. Often our regional special is just, well, just it's not a special, it's just normal, it's just Berlin, because that's where we both live. But we're going to Hesse yeah. today. Not literally. No. Because I can't go there, because it would be just folly. But you've been there. <laughs> I went there yesterday. I'm going to talk a little about that. But before we do that, I was asking on Twitter what Megacans scream hesse and i got the response epfi which is what it is apfelwein which i sort of knew about before mm. so i got us first of all <laughs> i'm very excited about this first of all it's a big black can of apple wine so i'm going to pass all that right. to you so, and you're going to open it and i got some glasses so for the first time ever i see we've got glasses yeah you've got glasses don't out. get used to it we're not a fancy show <laughs> And this is because you want to mix something. No, we just can't uh, share that can. Oh, um, I see. And the other problem is, you've uh, got because one you'll can. notice, why don't you describe the can? T- say what you see. It's black. Yeah. Quite large, larger than a mega can can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's and it, and it says Apfelwein pur on it. There were various cider. different ones. This was in Kaufland. And I don't know what the difference between the Apfelwein and the Apfelwein pur was i didn't have time really to read it because it was and it says in helpful explanatory english german cider next to it yeah so it's not really apple wine it's cider and i don't know and i also like i've never i know that you can go to frankfurt and like get little trains and everything where they just like give you jugs of apple wine and stuff and it sounds really fun but i've not done that no i haven't done that i just got drunken mega cans in the 24 hours i've been in frankfurt it was like they have this red light district evening it's a bit weird but um you kind of go on this tour and they Mm. talk to you about the criminal underworld of frankfurt and it's all a bit strange but then you just drink megas in the street i mean well i did (laughs) i got very drunk so i don't really know much about frankfurt but that was very helpful recommendation on twitter i'm gonna open it this now Cheers. Right, you're going to open it. Well, hang on, because also you'll notice that's not a mega can, though. So oh, you've brought to, mega cans as I've well. I've got also mega cans with me. Because <laughs> even when I went with the highest percentage of the Apfelwein, which is 6%, I was like, that's not a mega. Yeah. And this is Megan's mega can, not Megan's can of cider. <laughs> I know when your brother comes on, he drinks beer, but, right. you know. 
So, to, so right, I also yeah. and also I'd already bought these before the thing, and I already knew the news we were going to talk about today. And I'm like, I'm not getting through that on six percent. Like, there's no, there's absolutely no chance. <laughs> we need to be in double figures. <laughs> So I decided, well, I saw these new, I don't know if these are new or if they just put them in a new can, but this is Havana Club. Right. So I've done that weird thing where I've bought rum again. Also a nice snazzy black Snazzy cans. black can that matches the, the, the apple the wine, apple wine yeah. can. So what are my choices on that? Havana Club with cane sugar and lime or cola. Cane sugar and lime, please. Mm, that one sounds quite good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I almost got two, but then I was like, right. Okay. Oh wait, no. We should drink the apple wine before oh, the yeah, mega we'll can. Oh yeah, Before the mega can ruins our palates. <laughs> Always drink the mega can last. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I like that. That's delicious. It's nice, yeah. Jesus, maybe it should be Megan's can of cider. <laughs> I don't know how to drink trash. That is really good. Holy shit. Okay. Anyway. Okay. <clears throat> right. We have to taste your mega night. Oh, now I have to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a really grim news episode. Let's go. Okay. Come on. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Oh, oh, don't smell it. <laughs> I made a mistake. I don't know why I did. I just I just went straight in there. Is that got that new car smell? Why? <laughs> why does a rum and coke smell of car? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sort of th- maybe they emit the same yeah. gases. What's the one that we like, which is problematic because of some kind of like he was terrible? Captain Morgan, that's who we like. I really do think we're going to need the sugar because yeah. let's talk about why... You went down to Apfelwein country. So there was the uh, end, finally, the end of another, yet another Nazi trial of Stefan E., who murdered Walter Lübke, Mm -hmm. the politician, the regional governor of the town of Kassel, which is in northern Hesse. It was probably the first time in decades that any politician has been assassinated, actually killed in Germany. The two people were on trial. One of them was Stefan E., mm-hmm. who was convicted of murder, of shoot, uh, shooting uh, Walter Lübke. <clears throat> and the other one was uh, Markus Ha, who was acquitted. He was, he was charged with accessory to murder. Yeah. And in fact, the co-plaintiffs wanted him to be a mittäter, you can be like it's, it's a bit complicated, but basically you can. There's there's accessory to murder, and one above that is um, a co-murderer. <laughs> it's a bit complicated, but anyway. Right. Yes. Anyway, he wasn't charged. Sort, it would that. be an accessory to the crime, and then it would be accomplice. I guess we would say, would we in English? Anyway. I listen to a lot of true crime, <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> but anyways, a mittäter is the is the German word for it. Yeah. But he wasn't charged with that, much to the consternation of Lubka's family, who were the co-plaintiffs. So I do and sort of vaguely remember you telling me about this. And in any case, he was acquitted. He was, he was, he got one, he was convicted of one charge, which was illegal possession of a gun, which they found in his house. It was just that it wasn't even used. It wouldn't, didn't have anything to do with it. And he got a suspended sentence for it anyway. So he's free. And um, this is kind of, like a lot of people were extremely disappointed with that, especially the co-plaintiffs. Stefan Ernst, everyone knew he was guilty anyway. Uh, everyone, he couldn't confess to it. But what was really problematic, the reason why Marcus Haar got off, because the, the only witness against him was Stefan 
Ernst was the defendant and he'd already contradicted himself. He'd already provided okay. different versions of events. Because if you remember, I told you about this, he, his defence lawyer was sacked, his first defence lawyer. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. And because, and he was sacked because he made him give false testimony, testimony, which is a crime in itself. So there's probably going to be some kind of trial of the, of the defence lawyer too, because he committed a crime by, he may have committed a crime by telling Stefan Ernst to implicate the other one. But in his later, in his later confession, when he was like, okay, I haven't got anything else to lose, I might as well tell the truth. Stefan E. did say he was there and he was there at the murder scene, which would make him a mid-theater and also described in detail what he said and he kind yeah. of like, and all those, but the judge said that he can't, um, that can't be seen as credible evidence because you've contradicted yourself before. Yeah. And the co-plaintiffs were very upset about that. Yeah. Prosecution which is the state prosecution have already said they were going to, they're going to appeal to a higher court. And the judge kind of already said, like, even though I am, I am not convicting him, yeah. I am not saying he's not, he's not guilty of it. Yeah, I just don't being, have any evidence. Like, found not guilty is not the same as being found innocent. Yeah. And I think a lot of people misunderstand that because of the not completely unproblematic way in which they are required which we'll talk about i think probably in great length today required to withhold uphold like the letter of the law and the other thing is that stefan ernst was found was acquitted of this other crime which happened in 2016 which was the stabbing of an iraqi refugee i saw something briefly about this on twitter today yeah he's called ahmed e who was also in court and he was another co-plaintiff and he'd been and Stefan E had been charged with attempted murder. Refugee was stabbed in January, so three years before the Lubka murder, he was stabbed. But he didn't see him and he couldn't provide a proper a proper description. And yet we know that Stefan E lived in the area. We know that on that day he'd been going around shouting at refugees because it had been just a few days after this um, the thing in Cologne, the Sylvester night night in Cologne, which was a big deal. Yes, and uh, yeah. he'd been seen tearing down Green Party posters and Linker posters, and he'd and he'd had a history of violence, and he'd already stabbed an imam a few years before. Like there was all these kind of circumstantial evidence to suggest. But it doesn't, he doesn't... matter until it's no. And uh, and he was questioned at the time because he was a violent neo-Nazi. So who was questioned at the time? But they didn't ever suspect him. And if they had suspected him, they might have searched his home. And if they'd searched his home, they might have found a knife which they found three years later when they were, they, were, they were doing the investigation into the Lubka murder. And they found traces on that knife of DNA that is typical of Iraq. So it wasn't like the DNA. They couldn't tie it directly to the victim, but they could say it was someone he... That's quite a lot of circumstantial evidence. Yeah. Fucking... Anyway, oh. he, was found, he was acquitted of that. And that guy, uh, Ahmed E, who, who came out of court and he, um, they read a statement. He was standing there, but he, the statement was read by his interpreter. And he was just really, really upset and angry. Yeah. And he said, he said, like, I, he just said, I feel betrayed yeah. by the German government and the German state. And um, this is not justice. And no. the, he was just really pissed off. As <laughs> you fucking would be. And oh. his life has been ruined because he was in a, he, you know, he, he had to have like a, a really long emergency operation. He, he nearly died and he still has physical problems with it, even though it was uh, five years ago. So that all happened. And outside, by the way, out of the, there was a big 
a lot going on outside the courtroom. There are a few different demonstrations. There was um, a lot of, you know, like solidarity. There was like, mm-hmm. some kids from a school that had been named after. I saw a picture of that. Yeah. It was so cute. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so a, a school in uh, Lübke's hometown, Wolfhagen, was named after him last year. Yeah. And the kids came and showed solidarity. And, and they said, had a like, sign and everything, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, because they, because because uh, why should mention is that the reason why uh, Lubka became a target for the far right was because he did this speech he made this statement kind of off the cuff in um, in 2015 where he was speaking at a, a town hall meeting when there was like the refugee crisis going on yeah. and they were setting up a refugee home there and he was being heckled the whole time this there's a documentary you can watch about on ARD but okay. he was being heckled the whole, the whole time and he basically just turned to the people and he said it's people heckling him and he said like look like it's you know whatever if you don't like refugees one thing but we live in it is worth living in this country and one thing about living in this country is that we protect the values you know like we stand up for our values for our democratic values and that's what makes it worth living in this country and if you don't want to, like you, you are, you're always free to leave, you know, and that's what like really riled them up when he said this free to leave thing. So that was like, and that kind of um, oh, because they don't like being told the same thing as yeah. they tell fucking everybody else. And yeah, and then that became the sort of um, and and then he got he was like all these death threats came God, and there was like so, social cause media because so like, what this case is then showing is like he you know hopefully really believed in what he was saying but just the slight like i mean it was a very basic i I don't know like it was i just think it was like a very basic defense of democracy that's all he said like he said like we 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 have certain values in this country yeah that's why these which is all that's a very like centrist kind of argument and you do not deserve to and so what was kind of that's why the um so the kids the 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 the, the kids from the volta lupka's school they held up a sign that says uh, that said, democratic values are unsterblich, undying, immortal, and and they and they kind of well, stood up for what he said. And then, yeah. and, um, that's nice. Yeah. So, that, also the other thing is that both Stefan E and Marcus H are in the same circle of, as the NSU. Like mm-hmm. there was a big investigation done by Correctif that found out that, especially in northern Hesse, because one of the NSU murders in 2006 was in northern hesse okay. in castle there's be, there have been investigations into who knew what and who helped them who might have helped them how are those investigations go were they <laughs> rigorous and and well, and brought people to justice and well there's going to now they're going to the, the um the 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 hesse state parliament is doing a new investigative committee which is supposed to dig up all this stuff all about the lubka murder and about the possible connections with the NSU murders and also about the failures like all this stuff that that the security forces should have like especially the Verfassungsschutz should have known about Stefan Ernst like he was he was on their radar in 2009 and he was no longer on their radar it's in 2015. It's insane that you get to like cut um, about being an open neo-nazi and people are just like eh, oh Stefan maybe we should call him in for questioning how many Stefans have we got like Bring the Stefans in and a Marcus and we'll question them. And it's just like, it would not happen if it was that way, if it was 
Islamic extremists cutting about Noikun. It just wouldn't. And it's so basic for me to even have to say that because we are so bored with realising this. And this is why we need everybody out. Everyone out of that system. New system, new people. We're done. It's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings me on to the other thing that's been happening this week. Good, because I don't want to drag the conversation (laughs) away. Speaking of uh, Castle... The AFD. No! Uh, I don't want to talk about them. They put up a candidate in a local election in Castle the other day who turned out to be a former member of Blood and Honour, which is a banned neo-Nazi group from the 90s. And also... They put that up in Walter Lucas' old constituency? Well, in, his, in the city where... one Where of the, he was... Yeah, where he was the governor, yeah. And not only that, it this, was this guy... No, this, this, this... Yeah, this week, they put him up as a candidate and oh then they... Oh, um, good fucking God. But, well, I haven't said it all yet. Hang on. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. He's called Christian Wenzel. And it turned out Christian Wenzel, this candidate, had also been writing letters to Stefan Ernst in prison offering him his support, you know? Like, he was someone who openly supported. He's someone who was well-known in neo-Nazi circles in northern But right, we Hesse. need to... The, the AFD cannot... <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, they did... I should say, they did annul his membership when this came out. It only came Put out... Be- fucking prison! Because of, because of um, the Antifa. Right? Antifa did a, did a lot of research into this. They have to... It, like, there was all, a lot of researchers... <gasps> and the, no. Thank God I have two drinks is all one I of can the, say. Jesus one of the fucking many, Christ. One of the many anti-fascist research groups that there are in Germany, they found this out, that they that um, Christian Wenzel was had was a, like a hardcore neo-Nazi. The AFD reacted and said, oh, we didn't know this. Fucking and annulled his membership. shit. Yeah. AFD. <laughs> but also, where, do you, where are they knew. drawing the Nazi line? Like, literally... Just no, no, they're done as well. Absolutely not. So, what is the point of and this any is, of this? Uh, and this is sort of topical this week because the Verfassungsschutz oh, no. has um, said that they want to upgrade their, their the status of the AFD. So it used to be like just upgrade a or downgrade or like how are we like? So the <laughs> so the Verfassungsschutz is the Germany's domestic intelligence agency. Yes. And they They're responsible job, for schutzing the Verfassung. Right. So the one one thing that means that they do is um, track extremist groups. Yes. And they can do that in three different ways. I'm simplifying quite a lot, but they can do it three different ways. Good, because I've got two drinks. This Applevine is delicious. <laughs> this is really depressing. Stop listening to this podcast right now. Just fucking fuck it. Fuck your phone some out more. the window and go and have some Applevine. <laughs> So, because nothing good can come of anything else. So, <laughs> sorry. The Verfassungsschutz decided <laughs> they can upgrade their level of surveillance of the AFD from test case to suspected case. It's sort of translated from German, but anyway. So, right. suspected case means that it gives so them so test much case more is power. like like a like a like they're just kind of looking. Yeah, test case means that they go and look on their Facebook account and their and their Twitter account and, you know, keep track of what they're saying in their speeches. Okay. Suspected case means that they start tapping their phones. Nice. And they, um, you know, they can get informants in there and they can sort of find out what's going on. And then they can, they can upgrade to, like, full-on observation case, which is what they do with, like, terrorists, yeah? Um, 
this has been a slightly controversial decision. They don't know whether they're deciding now whether to do it or not. Okay, okay. Interestingly, they don't actually need to say whether they've decided to do it or not they, because it's the fashion shots, it's domestic intelligence. So they can exactly. Just, Nor, they can already, you know, there's supposed to be a wee bit secret about these things. So for all we know, they've already done it and they've already upgraded, but they just haven't told anyone. Um, and in, and in, and also the fashion shots has like because it's federal system, so they will have there's a federal fashion shots and there's one for each of the states as well. Okay. And in three states. They are already a suspected case anyway. We know that. So they're already being tracked and um, I wonder which uh, states are. Is Berlin one of them? Please tell me Berlin is one of them. Like they have their emails. Their emails can be checked and stuff. That like People can read their emails. Um, not us, but the intelligence agencies. Oh, so the three like, states oh, that... I'd like it now. The three states that have, um, already have them at this level are Brandenburg, Saxony, Anhalt and Thuringia which are all states where the AFD is particularly successful yes. in the elections. Okay, um, okay. They're most successful. Um, oh. Right. So there's that. So I just wanted to bring that in, really. But they, they kind of have to decide. And the AFD has complained, and they, and they, have, to sue the, they, they have to sue people. They're, 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 going to the, they're also going to the Constitutional Court to say this is this this is against our equal rights because um because we want to like run um you know we want to announce the candidature of um a neo-nazi in the constituency of a politician who was murdered by a neo-nazi this week so we'd actually like you to not investigate us (laughs) on suspicion of being nazis please Fuck you. Fuck all of you. Yeah. And these little scandals, especially at local level, these little scandals are always popping up. There's always some it's someone who works for the AFD. fucking Nazis. <laughs> I'm sorry. How Nazi are the AFD? They're fucking riddled. <laughs> They're like coming down. Like, no, no, absolutely not. Oh, God, I've just spilled apple wine on my handbag. Maybe they should let me into the ref hassling shots. I don't think I'd be the best at keeping my mouth shut. Well, the oh. other thing is that the ref hassling shots are all kind of under suspicion themselves. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, of course they are. Sorry, <laughs> so, I don't even why. I don't know why I'm like, I wonder why it, they've taken so long. It's like, come on, Megan. It's a state organization in Germany. Does it have a Nazi problem? You betcha <laughs> it has a Nazi problem. Well, yeah. Well, the, fasten- well the, the thing about the fasting shots is they pay these informants, right? So they, so there's tax money that is being paid to actual neo-Nazis to tell the fasting shots what is going on. And that is what su- was supposed to be happened during the NSU. But for some reason, the police did not know anything about the NSU until two of them were dead, until they'd kind of, they'd committed suicide and they'd built, they were found out. So... so we were we as German taxpayers were paying for these neo Nazis to to give us information about these dangerous terrorist groups in our midst, and we don't know what happened to the, any of them. We don't have we we have we have no idea. Official uh, for Fassenschutz figures are thirteen thousand. Um, so, uh, it's they say Gewalt orientiert, so violence oriented uh, far right extremists in Germany. But what do those numbers even mean? Like we don't even if they don't if they can't keep track of the NSU, how do we know what who these thirteen thousand people are supposed to be? Anyway, so that's the fasting shots. We can move on now. 
right? Incredible. So, um, uh, anyway, so what was, has, has the, so the conviction happened of Stefan A, Stefan Ernst? Yeah. Um, but he's not been sentenced yet, presumably. No, he has, yeah. Oh, he has. They do it all in one go. Okay. He's getting life in prison. And, um, uh, probably because of they have this weird German thing where they say like <coughs> the severity of the crime is taken into account the severity of his guilt is taken into account and that means that um, he won't be paroled in 15 years like you can it, a life sentence means the minimum parole is 15 years um, but, but he won't be but he probably won't have he'll probably be at least 20 years or 25 years before he gets parole do He's you think a, he'll a, also a, a, now be um uh, prosecuted for the stabbing? No, I don't think he will, no. I mean, he's already been acquitted of it, so... Unless there's new evidence come out or he confesses to it. I thought they found that knife. No, Fuck they that. found the knife, but um, the knife, the the, um, the DNA on it wasn't conclusive enough. Oh, right, 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 right. Right, okay. Um. So... Continuing in our theme of both Hesse and court cases, court cases and Nazis. That's this is quite a good a good segue. segue. Um, the other thing that uh, we're going to talk about today is um, the ongoing kind of epic. Uh, oh God, I really wish I'd done this first because now I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm always shit when I have to do content. Anyway, so um, we have spoken on this podcast before about the uh, doctor from Hesse, the wonderful uh, Christina Hainel, um, who has also been in the news in January 2021. What do you know about Christina Hainel? She is the doctor who put on her website that she carries out abortions and was prosecuted for it yes so um and she's prosecuted for it which sounds insane because as we all sort of have some understanding of um though i tend to think that people particularly in maybe more liberal places in berlin in germany like berlin or other places have this kind of idea that Germany's laws around abortion are much more uh, liberal than they actually are. Um, but Christina Hainel has been prosecuted under this, uh, under a specific paragraph in the German Penal Code, which is paragraph 219A. Um, and that, along with 218 is are the the paragraphs that govern abortion in Germany which is actually only it's not legal it is decriminalized um under certain circumstances right and she was prosecuted well, well she lost her appeal basically this week yeah so Last week. she has been um in these court proceedings since 2017 um she is from Gießen in Hesse um and she was prosecuted and she's always kind of like consistently been found guilty of this because what she has on her website 
um, has always contravened paragraph 299, which says that you cannot make any verbung, so like advertisement for abortion. Right. But you can inform. So you can now, but not in 2017. Oh. In 2017, doctors who performed abortions were not allowed to do that. If you wanted an abortion, you have to go to this kind of like complicated process of you, which you still have to do getting um, if it's before 12 weeks and you're basically like, I don't want a fucking baby, uh, which frankly is fine, obviously. So if it's before 12 weeks, then you have to go and you have to get like a uh, like a beratung, like a someone needs to sit and have a fucking conversation with you. Um, and then if you pass that test they they will tell you who will do an abortion yeah basically um and that but you have to wait three days it's all like a complete disaster and it's still only 12 weeks which is ludicrous because so many um pregnant people don't realize that they're pregnant until like close to 12 weeks um anyway so it's christina hanel dragon terrifying lady that she is had on her website um that she performed abortions and also that if you wanted more information, you could email her. You could enter your email on the website. I remember going to it. Um, and then they would email you out more information about what it was. And that information was apparently like, wear comfortable clothes and bring socks. And these are the kinds of abortions that we perform. Like, I can't remember. I think they, I can't remember which one it was. Like either the one with pills or medical one. Anyway, 2017, she is found guilty. She appeals it. Um, but in between her appeal then going to the, what's it called? OLG? These, Oberlandesgericht. Yeah, the, basically the top court in that state. The top court in Fran Frankfurt, the Frankfurt OLG. Because of this case, there like breaks out this enormous debate about paragraph 219A. And in January of two of 2019, there's a lot of twos and ones and nines in this, and I am <laughs> drunk. So you're doing great. So January 2019, the fucking coalition comes up with this what Hanel herself calls like unseglich. Un have I said that right? Like that's a new word for me today. Like unspeakable. Yeah, they tried to compromise. Yeah, they tried to compromise. So basically they've said that now you're allowed to say that you do abortions, but you're not allowed to give any other information. So not whether it's... Um, right, the method. Yeah, not the method, not nothing. What, what, nothing that you would recommend. Because that was being debated, her case got kind of put back. And then, then just in recent times, it went to the OLG in Frankfurt. And then in December last year, the Oberlandesgericht in Frankfurt were like, no, what you have on your website still contravenes this bullshit compromise. Yeah, because so, she put the methods on, on the website. That was Yeah, well, it's just even more like information. So they find her, and this is the first time because it was all like appeals and back and forth and then this like debatter over the, the paragraph. She's not actually ever been legally bindingly found guilty but now she has been so she's got this 2500 euro fine but she's kind of i think she was like i can't she's so cool i love her i saw her at the leipziger buchmesse i think i spoke about this before i i was so excited <laughs> i didn't even know she was going to be there that day that i saw her in the program and i yelped 
<laughs> on the tram on the way to the booth messed. I was like, oh my God. Anyway, she was very cool. And she's like, look, I don't want to be a martyr, but this is nonsense. So she with some other, there's actually another gynecologist in Berlin who's already put in, yeah. her first name is Bettina. Bettina Gaba. Gaba, thank you. I can never remember her thing. So Bettina Gaba has already put in what's called a Verfassungsbeschwerde. A complaint to the Constitutional Court. Yeah, which has basically just been like, here, this is fucking bullshit. Right. And so like- Christina Hainels is already prepared. She's putting her in and she hopes that the increased pressure now of both of these going in, this being she's so high profile, that that's going to put the pressure on the court. And basically they are arguing that this absolute nonsense is unconstitutional in its kind of banning of freedom of information from what I understand you were actually reading that paragraph earlier to me because I was like it's too complicated yeah Um, they they want to go to the court and say that this law as it stands uh, restricts the freedom of expression and information of the doctors yeah it means they cannot do their jobs to the best of their ability it's a bit like if i was having to legally on you know my mandate was to be able to prepare students for their abitur exams but i wasn't allowed to tell them what was on the exam and it's absolute fucking bullshit like it's bullshit for those reasons but it's also bullshit because of how this is all kind of happening that law should not exist in the first place the idea of advertising abortion is insane. And it's it's the Nazis thought it up, that term and that thing, and they added that paragraph. Yeah, the, the law dates from 1933. It does, yeah, of course it does. And we all know that the Nazis had absolutely just the most appalling history of what they did with abortion and encouraging some women to have abortions, but making it like a capital offence for German women to have abortions. Awful. And yet here we have in 2020, when this verdict was handed down, courts in Germany still having to enact these Nazi era laws. And it's only become an issue sort of recently and in a way, rightly so, because it needs to be removed. Like they need to get rid of this paragraph in the in the penal code. But the reason it started to happen, because it's kind of one of those things, you know, like, Abortion in Ireland, Reverend is just like, just fucking don't mention the fact that everyone's getting on a boat or a plane or something. Like, it's fine. It's fine. We're just, and in Germany, we're like, it's fine. You know, the people, the, the abortion, you know. No one was actually getting kind of thing. And then in recent times, two lads have taken it upon themselves. Yannick Hendrich is one. And the other one, whose name I don't have to hand, but he runs the baby cost, as in comparing abortion to the Holocaust for babies. And they're a couple. No, no, they're just two lads. They're not even oh. like maybe they're in, they're aware of each other, but not, they're just two. Honestly, Yannick Hendrik really fought for his anonymity for a long time. And then like people find it out. And obviously now all the pro-choicers are saying it all the time. They painted a big mural of him and his name on the side of the Ruta Flora, that big like squat in, and he, in Hamburg. And he has taken it upon himself Aye. to... To go on the internet and find all the doctors that do abortions yeah. and report them. There's a horrendous interview with him and the tats that's all like from quite from a few years ago when this was all sort of kicking off. Where he meets them in a car because he doesn't want to be disturbed. And he's like a, me- a, a mathematics student. He's just like, well, 
it's not about my religious things, but it's about, and look, it's not about him personally. Like it isn't, but I will say that at the end of the interview, no, in the middle of the interview, like, have you ever spoken with like um, someone experiencing an unwanted pregnancy? And he's like, no, I'm not saying I wouldn't. It just hasn't happened. And then they're like, what steps do you and your girlfriend take to like avoid unwanted pregnancy? And he's like, well, we're saving ourselves from marriage. So I'm like, oh my God, Christina Hainel is having to go through all of this because some virgin math student <laughs> is just making a hobby of going on the internet. And then they'd lodge formal complaints. And because of paragraph 219A, it has to be followed up because she is breaking the law. Like it is against... Yeah the law so he's just grasped them all up it's a disaster but again the problem is not with these individual far right whatever enacting a nazi law against women's bodily and and pregnant people's bodily autonomy the problem is that we have this paragraph that allows them to do that and it's to tie it all in the systems in germany seem to allow you to be as fucking neo-nazi as you like and maybe we would like to address that so maybe um, this could all really backfire on the the virgin guy. What's he called? Yannick because, Hendrick. He's going to be goes the reason the... that we fucking get rid of this. Because to be honest, like I don't, I don't like. And this is the positive note on which we want to end. Christina Hainel and Bettina Gaber, and there's a, another colleague as well. There's who's awesome, and they're just going to go and be like, no, not having this. The fasong um, sorted the fuck out. Because it's a very, very difficult... Mind you, they still didn't get that. That compromise was a joke at the beginning of 2019. Yeah, there's who... I mean, the CDU's just really freaked out by these things. I really think... Did I tell you about how I've thought of how old people can repay young people for how we've protected them during corona? How? I was talking to a friend of mine about this and she was like, her parents were kind of like a bit old and they're like, we would like to offer to pay for the vaccine. You know, so young and everyone else can get it for free and stuff. And I just think they just stop voting. Right. If you're over 65, you repay. No, seriously, you fucking repay the youth hmm. of the country in which you live by. You do not vote. We have shown you that we will protect our your interests in a large part, sacrifice our livelihoods, going to freaking clubs, pubs. I'd kill someone to go to the pub right now, but I don't. I am not going to the pub in order not to kill people. So just don't vote. <laughs> and in recompense, they could not vote. Not recompense, just as a gesture of goodwill. Because, like, everyone's yeah. going to look after old people anyway. And now they have proof that young people will actually do that. Yeah, but some old people are cool. Yeah, sorry, I'm not meaning to imply that all old people like vote for like crap parties like the CDU. But we know that Brexit wouldn't have happened if old people had Oh, voted. please. But like, <laughs> even like the cool young old people, you can like, you know, do other ways to thing. To be politically active. Yeah, I don't want to like disenfranchise loads of people, except that I do. And there's such a small fucking minority, much like there's a small minority of young people who are cunts and are still having like illegal raves. We'll yeah, fucking sort them out. You just, I'm sorry, 65, maybe 70. <sighs> have you finished your drinks? I've, oh I've, my God, I've, I've still finished my uh, wine, my apple wine. Well, there's still, there's, that's your bit there. Oh God. But oh. I've, um, I've still, I'm still working away on my Havana Club oh, cane sugar and horribly, r- horrible rum. <laughs> I yeah. bet these actually taste pretty similar. Your cola one and my lime one. Yeah, mine doesn't taste very cola It just tastes of sugar and... 
Mine just tastes like rum sugar. that's like made in a factory rather than in a <laughs> distillery. Not in a pirate's barrel like it's the Captain not, Morgan it's that not. we like. But what I will say, because I did actually research this, because this is the kind of person I am, and I don't want to get too much into the I am not lauding the Cuban, Cuban government in any way. But I did look into abortion rights in Cuba, considering I was going to be talking about this a lot and we're drinking Havana Club. And they have had uh, free legal abortion since like 1965. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, I... And, and a lot also, of that was there was a huge mortality rate. And they also, they've been sending doctors all over the world to help treat uh, COVID. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too into, into the, like, <laughs> fucking let's decide if Cuba is, is whatever. Okay. But in one way, and that's very unusual for Latin America. Oh, another thing I had to mention. We started in Hesse and now we're in Cuba. Yeah. Um, you, you can donate if you do pro-choice uh, Germany, pro-choice Deutschland. Uh, they have set up, like, a, uh, a thing to donate to Christina Hainel's, uh Legal costs. And also, of course, Poland, if you can help anybody out there because they're, oh, yeah. they just fucking passed that law. Um, There's a solidarity demo in, in Berlin to tomorrow. Yes, let's all go because this is horse shit. Yeah. With the Giavuche. Cool. All right, that'll do. That'll do. Have a, have a good weekend, have a good weekend. everybody. <laughs> Drink some Apfelwein. Absolutely do that. 100%. Try not to be a Nazi. There is no try. Just don't be a <laughs> As Yoda said, yeah, there is exactly. no try. Goodbye, everybody. Stay Bye. safe, stay healthy. Bye. Bye. Bye.